because I've been loving smoking my new 2021 clear RBRs. I'll always love clear glass. It will always be like my favorite. I love making all the crushed opals and the colors and stuff, but man, there's something like that's special about clear glass because we're going to get really high talking right here for a minute, but let's kind of, let's get ready. Everybody sit down. All right. Clear glass to me is a really cool representation of like almost like what our species is capable of, of making things like we, this is like a transparent object that's holding a liquid. We're actually watching. It's like a force field. That's made like controlling all this chaos and explosion of water and smoke. And it's holding it in one place in this form so that it moves water. Another, like, I mean, I'm too high to make the point I want to make. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 44 of the podcast. And again, happy new year. I know I said it last episode, but it was a guest episode, so I feel like I wasn't hanging out with you guys as much as I was the guests. So happy new year again. And uh, holy cow, I mean, guys, in three weeks, we're coming up on the one year anniversary of the What's Up Everybody podcast. And I can't even believe that, that we've almost been doing this a year. Um, when I started this whole thing, like, I don't know. I was like, I, I remember convincing my wife, me like, I think this could be something. Like, it was almost like the same situation when I wanted to be a glass blower. I was like, I think that if we focus on this and work at this, like, I think we could do this. Could be something we're doing and that we love to do and can make a living from it. Not really what I thought about the podcast, but I more of my point was is that I was trying to convey to her that I think this is something important and I think it's something that I would really enjoy and that would be healthy for me to do to communicate with people who are trying to support me and my work. Um, because the Instagram, like I said, I mean, a few episodes ago, Instagram is just not the one minute or 15 second videos isn't enough to connect with people in a real way. It's like too artificial. This, this is a little bit different. So I'm excited that we can keep pursuing and doing the podcast and making these episodes. And I cannot believe we have a one year coming up. I'll do a giveaway on the podcast, YouTube channel for the one year anniversary too, just for the podcast listeners. I won't promote it on Instagram. There's not full yet. There we go. Uh, real quick before we get into today's episode, though, don't forget to sign up for our newsletter. You can sign up for that at bmsclass.com. That newsletter is the best way to stay up to date on upcoming drops, Sunday sales, giveaways, new merch dropping, um, all sorts of stuff. So sign up for that newsletter. That way we can contact you guys via email and let you know when everything's happening. Cause we do not, I mean, obviously we don't see every Instagram post nowadays. Not the, uh, algorithm is not, um, chronological like it used to be. Now everything's just fucking all over the place. So I have people that like the next day after I do a giveaway, will be like, Oh my God, how did I not see this giveaway? I'm like, I don't know because a hundred thousand other people saw it. Like literally like more people that I have following me, like, cause like you check the insights and you can see how many individual accounts have viewed the actual giveaway and whatever. And I'm just like, how do people not see it? That just proves you Instagram is fucked. It really is like Instagram does not make it easy on any small business owner or artist to make a living. 
Not to mention if you're an artist within the cannabis industry because they really frown upon that. Do you think it's hard being someone that makes Etsy stuff and sells it online? Try being someone that makes shit to get high through and sell it online. Very hard. Because you get pushed to the back. They make so you don't see your posts or anything. And that's one thing I've told other artists on my fucking podcast and stuff. If you want to really fight that algorithm, you got to put money into it. I've invested thousands of dollars. When I say invest, I mean I've made pieces and given them away. And that's how I fight the algorithm. I force the algorithm to let me in. Because I'll have 10,000 plus people in an eight-hour period commenting, tagging, and talking on a post, liking it. And this forces my account into that uh, upper algorithm. But I don't even know why we started our podcast with that today. But that's where we ended up. So today's episode, I want to actually go over the new 2021 clears. I want to show the comparison to the original 2016, actually 2017 uh, refined bell recycler. So we're going to do some comparisons. We're going to smoke them, talk about the changes that happened in the standard specifically. That's the biggest out of the three that had some big changes. So we'll talk about those here a bit later on. And when I say later on, it'll probably be in like fucking five minutes because right now I'm just trying to smoke my joint and get warmed up. Mm. Man. The new year was nice though. We just worked a bunch and I'm going over all this now. I know we're like, it was like a week ago, but like I said, we just did a bunch of guest episodes for the last month. We haven't done a solo episode in like a month. So I feel like there's a lot of stuff that happened that I haven't been able to even talk to you guys about or go over at least, you know, meditate on reminisce, that kind of stuff. But the new year was really nice. My parents visited. We were here for a few weeks. Redo the basement with me. Well, both of my dad do it, mostly all the work. I just carried shit down for him. Um, but yeah, then like once the new year was over and then we were like, isn't it weird? Like how quick January comes. It's like all year you're getting excited for Christmas and the new year and then it's over and then all of a sudden January is here. And then you look and you're like, holy shit, we're halfway through the first month of the year already. Time is fucking flying. I just, <coughs> we're more or less just trying to find a balance for this year. Trying to figure out what the fuck we're going to do because last year in 2020, we had all these plans we had all these different like events scheduled, drops scheduled, all these things, and everything got fucked up, obviously. So this year I told my wife, I was like, let's not make any plans. Let's just go into 2021 and just try to keep working hard because last year you were like, 2020 is going to be our year. You made all these plans, and then it wasn't that year. I mean, we had a great year, but obviously everyone's year was flipped upside down and not quite what anyone planned. Um, so this year I don't have any like big plans. Like I've had a lot of people ask me like, what's the big thing for 2021 or what's happening? I'm like, honestly, I'm going to try and just get the work to the people. I'm going to try and put the hours in and make the best work I can and make it available for people so people can actually enjoy and experience the function. Cause there's new people every day that are hitting us up via email or DMS and just being like, Oh, I just found your page. How do I get your work? Like, how do I find it? Because we have a really weird company. Like, most companies have a website you go there you can see prices you buy something you buy something if you want it our company you find out about it you go to the website you don't see any glass any prices nothing available and then you're like well how do these people make money like how is this a like what are they selling what are they doing um so i think for us is like making the glass more available and just getting it out there is the most important thing rather than having um crazy amounts of plans to do all these big moves because i'll be honest with you anytime we do a big move when we redo the studio, when we revamp the clear line that took six months to get everything organized and going, I had to learn how to use the fucking lathe to make all these things. Like 
anytime we like do a big move, it slows down the volume of glass that we get out to the people. And that's the most important thing is people getting the pieces. So instead of making a bunch of big plans for this year, I'm just going to keep my head down and continue to work and try to find consistency within my own life so that I can have some sort of stability because I actually saw Goliath post this the other day and it really resonated with me because the, um, the homie Goliath, I mean, the dude's been grinding super, I mean, always grinding hard, super hardworking guy. But like, I feel like you can even see it even harder this past year. Like he's grinding hard for his family to get them their first house and everything going. And that's a lot, you know, to work that hard and try to organize everything and, you know, be that breadwinner that's going to bring all the money in to get those at the house and do the things. And so he made a point on a post saying like, you know, he's always in the studio. He's always working. So when a wrench is thrown into the equation of his day-to-day -day stuff, it is a huge ripple effect that fucks up everything. And sometimes for a week or two, the simplest thing, like getting a flat tire, that flat tire might take two weeks to recover from work-wise. And people listening right now that maybe work nine to five, 40 hours a week, um, that might not make a lot of sense because there's time maybe on your days off to do this or that if you don't have kids, that is. But when you're like so buried behind stuff and working that if one thing goes wrong and you have to take an extra hour out of one day of that week that it literally throws you off for two weeks to get caught up on work again, then, um, I mean, I'm still there. I was going to say then you need to change something, but what can you fucking change? I'm there. I'm telling myself when I say things out loud on this podcast, essentially I'm saying it to myself too. I'm trying to remind myself that you need to change this or you need to work on this because you know, if I don't have someone telling me, then I might just fall into a little trap and own echo chamber of my own world and just, you know, not make any changes and just be shitty or just, you know, feel like I'm getting screwed and my ego kind of will take over. So instead of doing all that, I'm just going to try and focus on working, grinding and not getting too overwhelmed with everything I have on my plate. Because like that thing Goliath said, a little one, once one little thing goes wrong, it like is a huge ripple effect. I'm trying to mitigate the amount of ripple effects that are happening this year in my life. Because what I realized after 2020 is like, I have little to no control of anything. Um, what I do have control over is how I act when things happen. And if I'm so buried behind work and so behind on things and so under the gun that when one little thing goes wrong, it creates a ripple effect that fucks up our whole life for a couple weeks. I'm going to try and find a way to have a better balance so that ripple effect doesn't keep happening to me because I suffer from it too. Anyone that has a business, has kids, works their ass off, you experience those ripple effects where it's like, oh, like I said, you get a flat tire and it fucks you up for two weeks. You know, it takes you that long to recover just from like being that far behind because that one hour put you that far behind. We put a lot on our plates and I think 2020 was one of those years that people put even more on their plates. I mean, some people maybe put a little less because they had less to do depending on what type of job they had. Maybe they had to hang out at home a little more and don't have kids. So they didn't know what to do with themselves. But for a lot of people out there, 2020 forced them to push even harder than they thought they were capable of. That's one of the things that I always loved about working so late and grinding was that it wasn't like a money thing or like anything like that. It was me proving to myself what I'm capable of, you know, at the end of the day, when you go through really, really hard stuff, sometimes all you have is your reference points of what you're capable of. That's how you calm yourself down, or at least for myself. When everything's going wrong or going sideways, sometimes I have to think back and be like, what are you capable of? Like, you can work like an animal. Like, you can produce capital. You can protect people in that way. We need to each find what we're capable of and find those as places of comfort when we're feeling overwhelmed because we have to remind ourselves of what we can do even if it's tough. And if you don't know, if you don't know what you're capable of yet, 
what I did, and it's not for everyone, but what I did was I pushed myself really hard and worked all night for a few years just to see if I could handle it and not die. And I didn't, so I'm still here. So that's why I know I'm capable of. If shit gets hard, then I'm capable of working like an animal and protecting my family in that way. Some people are smarter, so they're capable of using their mind and knowledge to, you know, protect or save their family. I'm more of that, like, thick-skulled, just hard-working, just simpleton, but I try. Okay, this joint is just out. <laughs> yeah. Just insulting myself in the morning before I start my work day. That way my ego is real crushed before I get going. Anytime I think I'm cool, you ever be like, have a, like, a, like a, you're having a good day and it's like sunny out, you're driving your car and like, maybe like you just got a bag of weed or something and you're listening to like a good song. You're like, I'm fucking cool, man. Like I'm fucking killing it. I'm doing good. Whenever I feel like that, I get annoyed with myself and then just start smashing myself and take me right back down to ground level because I don't, I feel anytime I felt good like that or feel cool, bad things happen. So like I I, I want to feel like more like I'm in the pit constantly because at least in the pit like no one's fucking with me and nothing bad's happening. I mean it's consistently bad instead of just like one big bad thing happening anytime I feel good. Psychology of a human, it's weird. It's weird stuff. We're working through it. This is a solo episode. I hope you guys are enjoying it. That's what they are. We'll eventually get into glass. If you're new to my podcast and you don't know what we do here, we essentially just smoke weed, talk, and rant. Do it for about an hour. Sometimes we even talk about glass blowing because essentially that's what this podcast should be about because it's what I do. But I don't always talk about glass. Sometimes I just get high and sit here and stare at the camera and think. And that's what we're doing today. But let's move into some glass and then we'll get back to my silliness. I want to take some dabs anyways. All right. So first thing I want to go over. Let's talk about some of the changes to the new... 2021 clears. I'm trying to think how I'm going to do this. I think I'm going to steal this mood map. Sorry, microphone. Making noises next to you. All right. So in front of me right here, I have a 2021 standard refined bell recycler. And when I say standard, that's just like the terminology we use for like the original RBR like design. Like this was the first one. These were the first ones that came out. God, I say that, but you know what? The first RBR actually was a double diffuse and it was posted in Ju June, 2013. It had tentacles all over it. Look, it was with the doer and everything, the double diffuse perk. But that was before they were even called RBRs. I just called it a double diffuse recycler. Um, but then I didn't make those again for like years and then I brought them back like a few years later. But back to what I was saying, we're all over the fucking place again. So the standard 14 millimeter refined bell recycler, I just wanted to go over these because this is probably the one the biggest changes happened in for this year as far as like besides the sandblasting because they all have that um all the sizes this year too are a little bit more refined i'm still dialing dialing them in exactly what i want but i think like i'm right i'm right there at about 95 percent of the size i'm looking for because i've had years where they're like way smaller way bigger and like i'm trying to find like what i think is best for each design as far as how it's going to function and work but the new 2021 rbrs let me put a 2016 rbr next to it Okay, so right here is a 2016, oh no, it's a 2007, I keep saying 2016. I actually technically made that um, like the beginning of January 2017, I believe. Fuck, I could be wrong. Guys, I'm really doing a bad job today of knowing my own origin story. If you smoke too much, you honestly don't know where you've came, come from or what's going on. But 
This was late 2016 to early 2017. We'll just say that because I can't give an exact month. It's been too fucking long. But this was the first go of the refined bell recyclers in the 14 millimeter version. And these back in the day, these were the $500 version. Um, and nowadays, um, they've actually like, this is like the newer 2021 version right here. I was going to say they're the same price, but the new 2021s are a little bit more. And that's why I wanted to explain that. But the uh, original ones have a 12 hole reinforced gridded shower head perk. You can see the size difference is huge. And obviously like the shaping on the newer ones is so much more sharp and refined, but these were the first ones. And these were the ones that kind of took it all off. And like, this was the standard refined bell recycler. We just called it the RBR back then in 2016, 2017, because we didn't have the micro. We didn't have the double diffused. We only had the standard. So this was the RBR. We just sold it as that. And then once I came out with the standard and the micro, I mean, once I came out with the XL and the micro, we started calling this the standard. That way people weren't getting confused. And this year we've actually changed everything. We're not calling anything XL anymore because that confuses everyone. We're just going to call the double diffused RBRs, the double diffused RBRs, the 14 mil version. And then we'll have the 14 millimeter refined bell recycler, the 14 millimeter double diffused refined bell recycler, and then the 10 millimeter micro RBR. Um, so we're changing just a couple of the terminology just to make it a little easier on newer collectors that are jumping in because people are like, I see people commenting on other people's posts like, oh, is that a regular double diffused? I have an XL. And I'm like, they're all XL double diffused. Every double diffused I've ever put out was an XL. The only reason we call it that was because the foot was bigger and they were taller. And I wanted to call it more than just double diffused. It had to be the XL double diffused. Like it's, it's bigger than a standard and it has a different perk. So that was like kind of like how I distinguished them and why I called it XL. Um, but side by side, some of the differences in the new 2021 uh, 14 millimeter refined bell recycler, it has a bigger perk in the bottom with more holes in it. The perk in the bottom of this one is a 24 hole gridded shower head perk, whereas in the original one's a 12 hole gridded shower head perk. What I found this did was it um, removed a little bit of, there's like this like kind of like airy pop in the original one. And then I, those extra cuts and a little bit bigger perk, it just, all it did was just like froth it out just a little bit more and reduced a little bit of that popping that happens when like the bubbles and the air stacking right here, when it gets to about right around the bottom of the joint, there's a pop that happens when some of the pressure shoots into the drain and then it releases some of the pressure in here and it drop the water. Like there's like this pop, you feel it when you're smoking one, when, especially when there's a carb cap on your smoke, you'll feel it like having that little like pop of air there at the top. Um, it smoothed that over just a little bit, which I prefer. Um, I know some people, they want it choppier, 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 but to me, I'm always looking for like smooth. Um, it's still the, the choppier of the three designs that I offer for the refined bell recyclers. The standard is going to be the one that has more of chop than any of them. But I think that what I did was with adjusting the perk, it, um, it refined that chop to a way where you're still enjoying that, but it's like even smoother. Also, you can see the size differences. Like back when I made these in 2016, like 2017, they, this was still like a pretty big pipe. Like rigs are so fucking small, but, um, they've gotten bigger over the years. And I think that like, this is the size that functions best with the volume of water and the way the pipes built and everything. Um, and mainly it's the volume of water. This is the size I think that's like perfect for it. So that little bit taller there, it's like bigger all around everything's sharper more refined the mouthpiece is a lot more like nice gradual bend instead of that like really sharp one 
but you know, like over the years you learn and try different things. And like, I've been making these pieces for seven, eight years and like smoking them. So like, I'm constantly smoking these all day. I'm sessioning my own glass all day and refining and changing things and trying to make it better. And again, I want to apologize for the last like six minutes of me trying to describe my own product and origin story. I did a horrible job and I'm going to later tonight when I think about this podcast, I'm like, man, you could have done a better job explaining that, but it is what it is. We don't edit much. We don't cut stuff out and we just keep filming. So here we are. I'm going to pull on these side by side too, to just kind of show sound and, or not show sound, you hear sound, but show function and hear what they sound like. So that has that like, still you can hear that little bit of choppiness in there, but it's real smooth and airy. And that less volume of water, this is actually like even less restrictive. Like this, this has like a little bit, like this is weird. This has a little bit more of a, this is choppier, but this has guess more of a chug because the volume of water, you can see there's more water in this one. This foot's shorter too. And one interesting thing too about like, this is more of like designing and building pipes. So I don't know if customers are even gonna care about this, but um, with these original ones, the perk, it like by the time the water and smoke is bubbling out of the perk it bypasses the whole foot and all the stacking and percolations happening in this straight can right here okay so the foot are bigger on these new ones because when the water and smoke bubbles out of the perk on the new ones i didn't want it to bypass the whole foot i wanted some of that smoke and water to bubble in the volume of the foot before it continued into the straight part of the can um again terrible way of describing it but all i'm saying is, is i felt like these original ones they didn't have as much function as they could because a lot of the energy was being lost in the initial stacking in this straight part and not in the foot now i'm gonna pull them both and you'll see what i mean this one there's a lot more bubble action happening in the foot this one a lot of this the bubbles are going to just bypass and immediately go up and there might be a little bit of like not as much bubbling going on all the way in the foot but we'll see i could be wrong too You can see like more like bubbles and stuff are kind of building up inside the foot. And really that one did it a little bit too, but it's more of a volume of water thing. It's like, I like the way it feels when I can feel a lot of water moving with minimal effort. Whereas this feels like the water's moving quickly and it's minimal effort, but I feel like I, I'm wanting more. Like when I pull on the original 2016, I feel like I want more water moving. Like it's recycling, it's moving, it's effortless, it's perfect. But I feel like, what's a good way to describe it? I feel like it's almost like when you light a joint and you don't light it good enough and you take a drag off it and you only, and it's like you took a full breath, but you only got a little bit of smoke. That's almost like how I feel with like the water movement in the original 2016, 2017 RBRs is that it hits great, it's smooth, but like it leaves me like, I feel like I want more water bubbling. And I didn't know that back then until nowadays when I'm making the newer ones and I can feel how much water's moving. I feel like the perk is finally like being used to its full potential. Cause it was almost like I built this perk that was oversized for such a small uh, pipe. It's almost like putting a big engine in a tiny car. It's like when people soup up those Mazda Miatas and they put like a huge engine in a Mazda Miata and it's just like overkill cause it just shreds and is so effortless to drive. Same kind of concept, bigger perk and a smaller piece to reduce the amount of energy required by the user. So 
for me, like once I started realizing that, holy shit, these perks can handle way more water. I made the foot a little bit bigger and it still was moving it just as effortless, but you could enjoy how much water is and what you feel the rumble. Like these original 2016s don't shake when you hit them. The newer ones actually rumble when you hit them because the water whipping into that like top drain right there, it's actually rumbling the piece. Um, but let's take some dabs. I've been just fucking talking. These pieces are all clean. So excited for some fresh terps through clean glass. There's nothing better. Oh, don't mind me. I'm stretching. I worked out this morning with my trainer and I, uh, and I'm fat still and it's really tough on my, my body. Okay. But yeah, I hope you guys are having a good new year so far. Hope everybody's finding some sort of peace and comfort that 2020 is over and maybe we can move through this year with, you know, at least we know where we're at. We know what we're getting into. We know what this whole virus thing is at this point. Um, as opposed to last, like March last year, we were all like, Oh my God, are we all going to die? Is the world going to end? Um, still could end. Well, eventually ends for all of us. Doesn't it? The world ends for every single person on this planet eventually. Because just because like, I mean, cause when you, when you die, like who's to say that everyone is still on this planet living? Cause you don't know the whole world ended when you died because we project the world in front of us. It's not just like a fish tank that we all go swim around in together. And then when we die, they take the dead fish out. This is something else. Okay. Let's heat this up. <clears throat> Look at that. We'll just throw some shit in like that. Right. Let's throw that in there. And then people will be like, wait, 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 go back. Hold on. What were you about to talk about there? Yeah. Hmm. Feels good to do a solo. I felt like I was too chatty on my last solo episode. I feel like I talked more than my guests and I felt bad. But sometimes I always, whenever I have someone come do my podcast, I'm always like, thank you so much for doing this with me. I know it's like such a weird thing to like ask people to come do or whatever. Um, Cause like not a lot of people want to fucking get high on camera and then post it for the world because they're like, what if my face looks funny when I'm baked or what if like, whatever. Um, I've gotten to the point now where I just do not care. I'm like, man, you know what? Like, I'm just gonna embrace what I am. I'm a high school dropout that smokes weed all day and makes pipes for a living. I'm not gonna hide it. I'm not gonna try and be cool or anyone else. It's just gonna be me, so might as well film it all, record it and make it so that I can't ignore it. And just be like, that's you, bud. <clears throat> I really should have taken these pearls out, thrown them in some alcohol, cleaned them individually. But um, what can you do? phrase I've been saying a lot lately, but, um, but, um, and every time I say it in my head, it doesn't look like, but, um, it's like one word, but, um, been saying it a lot lately. Not sure why I must've seen a movie or a podcast that imprinted on me. And now I'm using their terminology, but, um, and that's how you kill a couple minutes of warming up a nail. Like I said last episode, feels so lucky that I get to smoke this kind of hash. I'll never not be grateful for the Terps because I've scraped resin bowls. I've dabbed resin. I've fucking, I've smoked a lot of shitty stuff because I love cannabis so much. Or maybe, maybe I just love the way that it makes me function. It makes me feel human. I don't know, but I'm so grateful that now the meds I'm smoking, like I'm not just getting the medicinal part. It actually tastes good too. I don't know if you guys get that. It's like 
you'll like have some shitty brick weed, but maybe smoking, it wasn't a pleasant smoke, but after you sit down or try to relax, like it really does help you feel better. Um, but being able to smoke stuff that actually tastes good and get that medicinal is the best. Turbo meter, life's been so good since I got a little turbo meter. Just any sort of like temp gun for your nail. Things got way better. I used to time everything and I'd get great dabs, but I would get some not great dabs too. There were some dabs in there that definitely, there was times where I would take a hot dab and I'd be like, I'm done smoking oil, I guess. I guess I'm not going to do that anymore because I feel like shit because I feel like I'm dying. And usually it was not like because coughing or anything. It was like weird anxiety and shit. When you take too hot of a dab, at least for me, I think it's like a bigger rush of THC or something. And if you're not ready for it, you don't have some food in your stomach, you fucking get hit like a truck and you're scared. You're questioning everything you're doing. You feel like you did drugs. And you're like, oh shit, I did drugs today. Like usually I smoke weed and to me it's just like drinking water, you know? But to other people it's like, whoa, like I only do that on the weekends or I've only done that a couple times. But um, I don't know what my point is, but um, but um, but um, how about that? Luna, stop growling at Bane. I also say like too much. That's another thing I do. Like, like, like. What where am I doing with this? I I haven't smoked hash before. I'm new to this. Where do you put your mouth? Man, this red. So good. Ooh, and I'm running this one extra high water level. Really nice. <coughs> I have, um, you guys know that you can like pull muscles from coughing, right? Obviously. A lot of us will get them in the sides when we first start dabbing back in the day. You cough too hard and you get a little cramp in your side. And you're like, fuck. Well, I have this cramp that I thought I was like dying from cancer or something, but it's just like some sort of muscle cramp thing. I've gotten it all checked out. And literally from working so much like this, blowing glass and coughing, I've tightened up the whole front of my chest so much that now that I'm working with my trainer, I'm trying to do stuff where I open my chest because everything's so tight that when I move or cough, it feels like ripping or tearing on either side of my esophagus right here. And I always thought that just my lungs were garbage. But um, after getting everything like looked at and checked out and blood tests and then working with like a trainer and a physical therapist, I now realize I have like atrophied muscles in my chest that have been over coughed and over glass blowed. And, um, so I can't you just take a break and I giggled I was like no 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 you don't understand this is my essence glass blowing and smoking hash if I'm not doing that I am a mess like there's been nights where like I run out of oxygen and I can't blow glass and then I also don't have any terps Ooh. when I go inside I really just don't even know where I am I'm like what is happening I realize how like um sensitive I am and how like uh how I overanalyze things in a way where I get myself trapped in this kind of like repetitive thing where like I, I just, I don't know. I go crazy without it. I need terps. I need weed and I need to be able to keep myself busy by blowing glass and creating things. If I'm not creating things with my hands, I'm creating false narratives in my mind that get me in these crazy, um, anxiety and overthinking and yeah, 
<clears throat> for some people, they smoke hash and then they go to that place where they like overthink anxiety. For me, it's a balance. I can get too high from hot dab and go there, or I could smoke just the right amount of nice, like low temp terps, and then actually be in a place of like zen, a meditative state, a rational place where I can make decisions that make sense, that benefit me and my family. When I'm emotional and not high, I make decisions that only hurt me and then inherently hurt the people around me. It's a ripple effect. It's crazy. You guys see that uh, news article about that 12-year-old DJ that got, uh, he, he threw a, a rave in his bathroom at school and then he got all his equipment confiscated and shit. His mom, though, his mom didn't even get upset. She thought it was awesome, and she laughed. She thought it was funny. But this kid snuck, like, DJ equipment, lights. He had a whole, like, refreshments table with cookies and stuff in the boys' bathroom. He invited all everyone from, like, eighth grade. It was, like, an all-boys academy and like, somewhere over in fucking Europe. I don't know. Um, but the news article was, like, really interesting and really funny, though. But this kid, like, had it all set up, and they got through a few songs, and then he was getting ready to start, like, this crazy mix, and he had, like, this light show. And then the school came in and all the teachers confiscated his lights and DJ equipment. Can you imagine being that cool at 12 years old, though? Oh, my God. That organized? Man, at 12 years old, I think I was trying to convince my mom to let me get, like, a Papa Roach CD or something. I'm not sure. Either way, 12 years old, I definitely was not cool at all. And that kid seems pretty fucking organized and cool. It could be that smart, too. Like, kids are getting way too smart nowadays. Like, my daughter is not even, like, she's, like, two and a half. Like, she knows how to do stuff with technology that I'm like, who showed you that? Because no one showed her things. Like, she knows how to use all the remotes in the house. She knows how to, like, grab a phone and open it and go to the app she wants and pick the game or the movie she wants. I'm like, you are an alien. I don't get it. And But at the same time, that's why I believe in that, like, epigenetic shit. I'm like, the only way kids are picking stuff up this quick is that it has to be some sort of epigenetic like memory or code in there that they know naturally like just like we know to like run and walk breathe epigenetics goes through and they naturally just have an uh, an idea that oh you hit a touch screen and something happens you hit a button on a screen and something happens there's some sort of reaction maybe they don't know why they do that or why it works like that they just know that if I take my hand and I touch a button on a touch screen something happens my daughter thinks everything's touch screen she goes and touches the tv and then she's like, oh, fuck, this one isn't a touchscreen. Then she'll grab the remote and, like, change stuff. I mean, it's crazy. Like, she talks, but she's not, like, fully talking yet. Like, I guess she kind of is, but it's not, like, this kind of conversation. I mean, it's pretty, like, you got to, like, I have to look at my wife and be like, what the fuck she just say? You know, I have to have, like, some sort of uh, translator there. Because some of the things, I'm like, I have no idea. No idea. But it's crazy. It's crazy to see how quick kids are picking up stuff nowadays with technology and stuff. It makes you wonder where they're going to be at in 30, 40 years. It's going to be wild. Luna, what are you doing to Aisha? These puppies are sassy today. I don't know what's up. All right, I should probably clean this now better, though, and get it all set for the next one. I want to take a dab on the old one, though, you know, because I cleaned it today. Got to do a side-by-side, -side, right? Let's take a, take a dab on the original... The first ever. This is like the first one ever. This is number one. This is my personal one. This is the one that in 2016 and 2017 I used for every single dab video to promote the Refined Bell Recycler. I literally would make all these videos and I would go to my I would go to shops that supported me for years and I'd bring them a box of RBRs and be like of like 
I'm like, take these. I think they'll sell. Um, even one of the shops is like, you don't even have to pay me for them and just do it like a commission thing. Just take them. I was like, I believe in this product. No one fucking wanted them. And then two years later, every shop wanted them. But in the beginning, it was a real bummer because I was bringing these things around. I was making tons of dad videos and stuff. And there was lots of customers that wanted them, but the shops just didn't see the vision. But that's okay. Everything takes time. Starbucks got turned down, I think, 273 times before someone said yes to giving him an investment for his coffee idea. The guy that owns Starbucks, he got turned down over a 12-year period, 200 and something times. Can you imagine trying something for 12 years and everyone telling you you're a fucking idiot and no? Who's going to want fast coffee, drive-through coffee? Who the f What are you talking about, dude? But he didn't quit and he kept trying. I would have quit after year two and 30 tries. I would have been like, done. <laughs> but... Cause it's not like he's sitting there and like me, like I'm building pipes and learning a skill. He was literally going to investors and being like, Hey, I have an idea. And it took that long and that many people saying no before someone. So I said, yeah, I believe in this. Sounds like a good idea. Let's fucking go for it. All right. Let's heat this thing up. I got to clean it a little more though, but gotta get it warm before I can clean it. Cause these Terps, they stiffen up out here in this cool glass blowing studio pretty quick. Luna. Enough. Pain. My dogs are being bad guys. Sorry. Can't stand listening to her growl at him. Just sit right here next to me. Okay, you can fit. You can fit. Come on, big boy. He's just, he's got his, his antler. He's just a big dumb guy. It's okay, man. <laughs> here, sit up there. Don't go under there with her. He wants to lay in his bed because I have their beds underneath this table. But my other dog, Luna, like really like guards everything. Even though they've grown up together, they're like the same age. She still is just such a... She guards all her toys and she's a real sassy. I can't believe I'm about to take a dab. I don't think this thing's ever had an RBR nail in it. Like these nails came out three or four years after the RBR. Like, cause it would just, when I first was putting these out, people all had these like really short nails or titanium nails and stuff. And they were, I had a handful of people fucking break their pipes from overheating the, like the glass. And I was like, we need, and I couldn't make drop downs for everything. I just didn't, it wasn't that like I didn't want to, it's I didn't have the ability to make it for every single piece just cause I would put out, I would put out no glass drop down. A drop down takes me just, it takes me just as long to make a drop down as it does to make a full RBR and a drop down already. My drop downs are really expensive and just, <laughs> but basically a more affordable, easier way to get stuff to more customers. I was like, let's try to find a way to get a nail out there. And luckily Evan Shore, we talked to three different companies. Evan Shore was the only one that was down to do a longer neck nail. The other companies thought it might be like, uh, I think the issue was, is they were worried about like something being fragile or like making a, a, a specific nail for a specific pipe, but you can use these on anything. These are just a safer nail to use on anything that's really expensive. That way the heat's kept away from the piece. Especially if you like to overheat your nails like me. Um, but yeah, these, uh, these nails have like made a really big difference for as far as like protecting people's pieces and stuff like that. And we're grateful Evan Shore was down. But as far as the strength thing, I don't know if you guys have seen any of the videos, but I stack crazy shit on these nails. I put weight on these nails and it's not just straight up weight. It's weight with tension, like a curved fucking thing of bangers and nails. Like it's, I've tested, I've pushed, I've never broken one like that. And I've put a pushed them pretty far. 
Um, I wonder how many, I might be able to get more stacked down there. We'll see how much farther we can go with them. But these nails are very strong. I post lots of videos showing the strength. Evan Shore doesn't ask me to do any of that shit. Like it's just something I do because I'm like, well, if my name's on the product with you and I'm not there making them with you, I need to like, test these things and show them off and like with fuckery, come on, turbometer. I never can get the sequence of three clicks right for some reason. My third click is always like a microsecond behind, which for some reason throws off how this thing fucking turns on. Still works great though. I'm not complaining about the product, but I am just complaining because we're all human and that's what we're good at. Isn't it easy to complain? That's what I always tell people. Complaining is just like hating. It's so easy. It's so much easier to tell someone to fuck off when they cut you off than it is to be like, you know what? It's not a big deal. I'm sure that person's in a rush. Maybe they're having a bad day and they're trying to let some steam out. That's hard. It's easy to be like, fuck that asshole. It's so much harder to have some tolerance. So that's why I always tell people to challenge yourself. Challenge yourself with tolerance. Challenge yourself with kindness because that shit is fucking hard. It takes so much mental strength for me not to fucking tear people's heads off sometimes or say something on Instagram or post something shitty about another glass blower that maybe is doing something goofy with me. But I don't do it because I'm like, that's ego driven. And it's not me kowtowing or not sticking up for myself. It's me choosing to pick my family's well-being and the whole ripple effect over my own ego and proving to someone that I'm like better or something. All these conclusions were brought to you today by Terps. Um, none of these conclusions would have been possible today without Terps. Terps, Terps bring you all these knowledge and patience um, because just like doing psychedelics, having bad trips, experiencing anxiety and realizing things about yourself uh, helps you grow and change. Because if you're shitty and you're not trying to change it, then you're just going to stay shitty and you're not going to help anyone and things are going to just stay shitty for you. So find something to open your mind. It doesn't need to be drugs. Some people open their mind with uh, working out. Some people do it with just staying hydrated and finding a book that tells them to do something. I have no idea. Me, Terps. It's all Terps. It's always been Terps. Even when I was younger, it was Terps. Whether it be cereal Terps. I wasn't smoking hash when I was younger. I'm just saying flavors. We got taste buds for a reason. Ooh. Ooh, she still works great though. <coughs> but I like <coughs> the volume of water <coughs> in this. You can put more water in this. However, <coughs> with a spinner cap and everything and the type of hit, I feel like you need a little bit more height because if you put a little bit too much water in this, you're going to drink. <coughs> wow. <coughs> Holy fuck. <coughs> I don't even know what I just smoked. Oh, I know what I smoked. My first dab was honey bananas from Green Dot. Some of that BHO hydrocarbon extract, but beautiful diamonds. It's the best of the best. 
honey banana was awesome. It was like a banana cinnamon bread kind of flavor. The second dab I took was solventless rosin from Peace Within Hash, folks we had on last episode. And I believe it was the monkey fruit, which is the flow grease monkey. Um, sometimes you smoke hash and your eyes don't want to open. And that's how you know it was good. Oh my God. And there's no shame in expressing yourself after a dab how you feel, like saying, oh my God, or coughing. I see people that on Instagram that take a big dab and they, they pride themselves on not coughing. I pride myself in succumbing to the Terps. If you're not sweating and your eyes aren't watering and you can't, you don't know where you are, then the Terps weren't there either. I'm just kidding. That was so opinionated. You're better at smoking weed than me. I'm just bad at it. And it, sometimes I close my eyes and go, oh God, Terps. Holy cow though. That was, I fucking love rosin. It's so different than BHO. I love BHO too. I smoke both. I smoke everything. But man, when you smoke everything and then you take a good dab of some really good solventless or rosin or whatever, you fucking appreciate it. You're like, my God, that hit me on so many different levels. Whereas like a BHO or hydrocarbon extract, it's like very cerebral. It's like this like very direct, like terpy, just like hit to the brain. You're like, I'm high on fucking weed. Whereas when you take a solventless dab, it's so much more. You get that plus a bunch of other shit you didn't ask for that's really awesome too. It's just, it's like a full, it's the full experience. I feel like when I smoked only BHO, I was only getting 60% of the concentrate and dabbing experience. When I started smoking really good rosin, I had access to it. I didn't say start. It's like once I had access to it and could find it and I knew people that had it and I could try it, then it was like, whoa, that's like the 100%. That's the whole plant. That's everything. That's fucking awesome because to me, like rosins and solventless, that's like smoking a bowl of weed, but just remove all the plant material. Whereas like when you're smoking like BHO, I feel like that's like a real deal, like concentrate. Whereas like, I feel like solventless is almost like a refinement and removing anything that's not that way. Well, I guess just concentrating too, but it's different with the BHO because with the BHO, I feel like, you know, aren't you like, I mean, I'm going to ask you guys right now, but I'm pretty sure this is how it works. Um, doesn't the butane, the solvent basically dissolve the membrane that's around like the trichome. So the trichome is the plant hair looks like a stick with a ball on the top. And that's where the oil and the terpenes are in. Doesn't the BHO, when it goes through the column, actually dissolve that organic membrane around the hash and then make that able to flow <clears throat> through the column and out into a dish? so you can catch it and then remove all solvents and just have a finished beautiful product but yeah i think that the difference is is dissolving that shell and other things and then concentrating the liquid and then purging out all that solvent you get a different end product that's super terpy and refined and perfect and crystals like this shit's all diamonds and stuff like it's beautiful it's so pretty but it's a different thing when you smell solventless it's literally just water and ice you're just removing plant material you're not melting down the fucking heads or dissolving shit you're just actually like like collecting just the plant resins and material like i don't know i don't know maybe it's like the lipids and the fats and like the combination that with the terps does something that makes it a more full hit 
these are all very opinionated points I'm making, but hey, it's my podcast, right? I guess that's what we're doing now. We're at that point where I guess I'll make points. I was very timid in the beginning of the podcast. Like my first 10 episodes, even first 15 or 20, very timid. Um, but now I think I'm far enough into it where anyone that's watching at this point, they're just like, we're just hanging out. There's no expectations. When I first started it, I felt like I had a lot of expectations. I was like, oh, I got to have uh, subjects and categories. And we'll probably eventually do that shit. But right now, like, I can't have anything that's too cookie cutter scheduled or <sighs> scripted. I can't. I'm just, it's just not me. I do much better. I do much better at just fucking relaxing and thinking and just having a fun sesh than having a scheduled show. But hey, in the future, as I get better at doing these things and we get more capital to invest into the podcast, um, who knows what type of content we could build and create around this um, industry and counterculture. Really, like, I feel like most of us are just normal-ass people and we're just trying to smoke weed and not be criminals, you know? Like, it's pretty simple. And I think someday we'll look back on these videos and be like, oh man, it's crazy. It used to be illegal at one point. I mean, where I am, I'm in Colorado. I'm a medical marijuana patient. Everything on the table today is all for medical purposes. Um, and I do not inhale anything, you know? Just, you keep it in your mouth like a fine cigar, exhale it, and that's what you do. Uh, <clears throat> let's uh, take another dab. Let's smoke the... Uh, I'm going to save the micro last because micros are just so, they get you stoned. They get you real stoned. Let's get into the double diffused for a minute. <clears throat> See if I got my water levels right. I just cleaned these before the podcast because they were all filthy. Because I've been loving smoking my new 2021 clear RBRs. I'll always love clear glass. It will always be like my favorite. I love making all the crushed opals and the colors and stuff. But man, there's something like that's special about clear glass because we're going to get really high talking right here for a minute, but let's kind of, let's get ready. Everybody sit down. All right. Clear glass to me is a really cool representation of like almost like what our species is capable of, of making things like we've, this is like a transparent object that's holding a liquid we're actually watching, it's like a force field that's made, like controlling all this chaos and explosion of water and smoke and it's holding it in one place in this form so that it moves water. Another like, I mean, I'm too high to make the point I wanna make. Let's, let's be clear, okay? I wanted to make a special point here and now I'm, I'm really am lost. But the point is, is that it's really cool. I love clear glass. I love the fact that it is like this you just see all the function, obviously. That's why everyone loves clear. You see all the function. It's it's more affordable. That's more of like from a customer's point of view. But from a more philosophical point of view, we're going to try one more time. From a more philosophical point of view, if you were not a human, if you were just someone observing uh, like creatures on a planet doing things, and you didn't know about you know all the objects and materials they've created because you live in maybe not a carbon-based universe, maybe you live somewhere else and you're, you make shit out of gases. This is a really cool substance that our species created or found or were given if you want to do some ancient alien shit. Um, but I love that it's just like, you're, it's like seeing that controlled chaos is from, this is from a pipe maker's point of view. Like when I'm about, I'm about to take a dab in a minute, I promise. But 
seeing all the explosion of water and smoke and the vortex and all that being controlled in there. It's just like it's in this little like force field membrane, which is the glass. Wow, I'm really, this is a bad description. I'm excited. This was a fun first solo episode back just for you guys. Really, really bad descriptions today. Bad descriptions of things today, everywhere from my origins to the RBR and my comparison of the two from the old to the new. To me, trying to describe a beautiful, romanticized, philosophical point of view of how the RBR and glass is special, especially if extraterrestrial life, we're looking at it from outside the box and or our planet. I don't know. Wow, what an episode. What a mess. We're doing it, though. We are not stopping. But we are almost done here, folks. I need a couple more dabs, and then I got to get to fucking work. <coughs> All right. Isn't it crazy that if aliens did come to our planet, you know what would be more special than all of our diamonds and gold and metals and all that silliness? Would be like trees, be like a flower, would be wood. Like wood, lumber is a rare material in the universe. Lumber is more rare than diamonds. There's fucking planets where it rains diamonds, okay? There's asteroids that shoot by our planet yearly that have more platinum, diamonds, and gold on them than we'll ever find on Earth. We're talking, as soon as we learn how to mine asteroids in space, everyone's a billionaire. Unless, you know, someone controls them, that too, which of course they will. But lumber, that shit's more rare than anything. You know, if aliens were coming here, they're probably coming here for our fucking trees. I don't know. Wouldn't that be funny if you saw a spaceship cruising in made out of fucking wood, just like two by fours and plywood? Because like aliens were just like, that was what they used. They were like, this is the rarest material in the universe. We fucking use plywood and then duct tape. But maybe they put it together better than us. This is where we're at, folks. This is where we're at, at the end of the episode. Trees are more rare than gold. Plant a tree. I'm really not one of those people, but I think you should. Anyways, let's see here. I have a heater blowing on me. Yeah, I'm a little shaky. I'll tell you what. It's the coffee hash and a little bit of adrenaline. Because I'm excited. I'm excited that we got to do a fucking episode today. I'm excited that I didn't know what the fuck was going on. And I lost my points in a bunch of times. I was going to say points again through the podcast. But that wouldn't have made much sense. How are we doing on the fucking temp here? We've killed enough time yet. Let's take a dab and show off the double diffused. Not quite yet. But yeah, let me know what you guys think. Do you guys think lumber would be more rare than diamonds or gold? Because if not, if it's not more rare, that means that there's so many Earth-like planets out there that survive and it's carbon-based and trees and all that stuff Like that wouldn't mean that any of it's special. But I don't think we see a lot of those planets. So I think that lumber is going to be more rare than anything. What do you think, guys? Do you think lumber is probably more rare than diamonds and gold? Yeah, dude. That's right. Thank you for agreeing with me. I appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you. I needed that today. <laughs> Sweet. I, I can't dab that solventless again. I got to take a dab of this fucking BHL. That shit is just too strong. I don't know. I think everyone gets hit in a different way when it comes to smoking concentrates and shit. 
for me, when I smoke solventless, especially good solventless, it hits me way harder than BHO. The nail's at 420 right now. That's really low, but it's still melting. This is one thing that's fun about the the pearls. It's the low temp dabs. That was at 420. But not because I give a shit about the number significance. It's just what it is. I was like, I put the turp monitor in there, and I, oh, I put the turpometer in there, and I was like, whoa, <coughs> this is way cooler than normal. <coughs> but I'm not reheating it. And I'll tell you what, that honey banana at 420 tastes like straight. To me, everyone has a different, you know, pro turp profile they pick up on shit, but me, that is like a creamy banana bread with cinnamon. That's insane. The Terps. If anything, I'm addicted to the Terps. I'll tell you what. They're just so good. You know what's wild is these fucking new micros are this, basically the size of the um, original standards. Just more refined. It's crazy. Shows you everything's gotten bigger. But everything's gotten more refined, more bang for your buck. Um, and I like the size of my pieces. Like the double diffuse are 10 inches tall. The standards are about eight. And then the micros are five. And um, I think for the price points and everything, that's a, a good size piece when it comes to like rigs and stuff like that. Obviously, we've all bought fucking bongs that are three foot tall with 20 tree perks in it for like 180 bucks but this isn't the same thing you know because half those tree perks are, are closed off and don't function and it's just a mess but you got a big ass pipe you get high through that looks cool in your room these are really designed to be daily drivers something that's super functional that's like i'm going to use a cool word now ergonomically correct to hold in your hand <clears throat> look i don't know what that means I have no idea what that means. I saw, I think, on an ad for like a spatula or something. I was like, ergonomically, spatula. I was like, definitely. My RBRs are like that. Perfect. Um, but yeah, they're really like comfortable in the hand. They're like supposed to just be like a daily driver, like something that's super functional. That like it doesn't, it doesn't, to me with the RBR, it doesn't need to be the piece that's like the cool piece that gets you into the party. To me, I'd rather it be the piece that when you get home, it's the piece that you're really excited to smoke before you play your favorite video game or relax or like before you call it a night, like whatever. Like I want to be the first thing you grab because it truly is what functions best to you. I don't want it to be a hype thing or anything. I want you to grab that piece because you're like, fuck that. I really like the way that functions. When you find your favorite water level, your favorite cap, your favorite nail, whatever it is, that's the point. But yeah, crazy how close in size those are. The old micros were so small. The old micros were like the size of this cap. And then I was like, I need to make these a little bit bigger. I want more water level. They function great, but I just wanted to make them a little bigger. So I did. And now I think the sizes I got here, and I'll line them all up one more time before we end this, after I take this last dab. But I think all the sizes I have here now are uh, really what I've always been looking for. It's just taking so long to get there. I've had to make so many and try so many different things, and I've had to take so many dabs, you know? 
It's tough. I'm not complaining. I'm just kidding around. Um, but yeah, it's taken a lot to get here though. Me and my wife are both just super excited to be at this point where we're able to start sandblasting our work and stuff. Like we're a small family company doing it out of our garage. Like we're in the garage right now. I'm doing the podcast in the garage. Like this is a small, small family operation. Like we're not, even though we work a lot, we put out a lot of content and glass and like we try to be as professional as we can. Sometimes if you put all that out there and that's the image you're giving, the normal people that don't follow you really closely think you're a really big company. They think you got like a corporate office and like a team of like analysts and all this crazy shit. They think they, all these like uh, assumptions, but we're not. So it's taken us years to get to the point where we can do all these things that maybe a bigger company can do year one. We first had to learn how to blow glass. We started Bear Mountain Studios. I bought the DBA before I even knew how to blow glass, before my torch was set up. I bought it. I was like, I want to start a glass blowing business. So I already had a landscape business. So I was like, first thing I do is buy DBA. And then one thing led to another and now I'm a glass blower. That simple. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm just kidding around. But really it's fucking, it's been a grind and I'm super grateful. I've had a partner to do it side by side with me consistently. You know what I mean? Like guys, life happens and we all know this so hard to build anything so hard to like build a business or relationships with people because life is so up and down. We all go through things and sometimes that ripples out and affects our relationships or affects our work or our whatever. I've had the same person next to me the past, you know, this whole business, but we've been together for 15 years. So to have someone side by side with you working through all the ups and downs and having the same goal and mindset. <clears throat> that's a huge part of why I am where I am. There's a lot of you folks out here doing it absolutely by yourself. It's so hard and you can do it, but please understand that like, if you're going to, cause I've had people hit me up before. This is more to the people that there's a few of you watch and this is more directly to you. If you're comparing yourself to someone else, that's a problem right off the bat. But with me, I've had someone doing this with me since the beginning. This has been a team effort all the way. So we've done things twice as fast. At least that's how I see it. If you're doing it by yourself, give yourself a little more credit. Give yourself more time. As they say, Rome wasn't built in a day, um, but the pyramids were aliens. Okay, let's, let's heat up this dab. I'm just kidding about the last part. I don't think aliens built the pyramids at all. It was definitely humans, but I think it was way long time ago. And I think it was a super intelligent species of humans, not people with like sticks and rocks and didn't have the wheel. This is a high intelligence culture, but yeah, aliens is an easy way to explain it. I feel like, I feel like it's, that's just being like, Oh, something came here and did it. It's like, let's give some credit to us. Humans are fucking wild. We're an incredible species. I feel like we're the only species that's aware of our own mortality, which is an incredible thing that we're able to get up every day and live day to day and get things done and take care of each other, even all knowing that this shit is temporary. We need to give ourselves more credit. Oh, I'm saying that for myself too. I don't sit down and appreciate enough of the things and I get kind of like lost and feel like I'm failing every day because 
I'm always like, oh, I should be here. I wish I could help this person. They shouldn't have to suffer. I'm failing. If anyone in my family is suffering, I'm failing. I have to figure it out. So, but that's my own personal shit. We all got it. Let's let's uh, kill more time with weird personal shit while this nail fucking cools down. And then I want to throw these side by side and we'll call it a day. That'll be it. That way you guys can just see the sizes of these next to each other one more time. Man, we are at 650. That's a spicy one. I was session with someone the other day. Actually, it was Peace Within Hash. And um, I was like, what do you take your... Because it was on his nail and everything. I was like, what do you take dad's at in this nail? And he's like, oh, I take it like 600. And I was like, huh? <laughs> I was like, no way, dude. I took it at like 550. And even that was a little spicy for me. I'm sensitive, I'm telling you folks. I don't like hot dabs. I don't like people being mean, you know? You ever try and go on Facebook? <clears throat> and, the, like, I don't anymore, but, like, I had to recently just to, like, check on a family member whatever. But I was on there scrolling for a minute because that's what I do on the gram. And, oh, my God, that is the most depressing social media app in the fucking world. It's literally just horrible news stories and, like... You just see like animals suffering. You see other animals eating each other like in horrible ways. And I'm like, I know that happens, but I don't need to see it. I'm just kidding. That shit is, you should, we should all see that so we know that the world's actually a lot tougher than we're trying to make it the natural world. Anyways, this is great. This is definitely already cooled down. I'll just get, let's give a little reheat because I know it's probably at about 450. And then we throw that little reheat on there and I'll get us back up into the low fives. Yeah, that smoke means definitely low fives. Let's see here. Let's get a better angle. I didn't check any of the water levels before the episode. These are all seem pretty good. Stoked. Sometimes I fuck up before they put too much water. Not enough. Because I don't check it I just like, fucking fill it up And start the episode <coughs> Wow <coughs> Well guys Again What a mess today it got weird Who knows what I talked about I feel like there might have been A couple good points in there Eventually We'll have uh, Hopefully more capital We can put into the podcast And we can have more clips That we can refine some episodes down For the people that don't want to make it Through the whole thing And we can just post them up On the uh, What's Up Everybody podcast Instagram For you guys that uh, enjoy the podcast And we're working towards that That's one of my goals in 2021 For the podcast Is just getting all that rolling Getting a little more capital for this And when I say capital I mean monies Okay <coughs> Whoa what did I just smoke through that? Oh, it was, that was the purple cake or grape cake? Grape pie. Grape pie. That's what it was. It was the grape pie. That was super grapey, super terpy. Wow. Okay, I'll throw these side by side so you guys can just kind of see the sizes of these. And then, um, yeah, I appreciate all you guys. Make sure you sign up for the newsletter on bmsglass.com. That way you can stay up to date on all of our drops, Sunday sales, giveaways, all that kind of stuff. 
And don't forget to check out bmsglass.com too because we've got mood mats, apparel on there. We have new shirts on there that we just restocked, all of our older designs. We have a new local company we've been working with for the last three months getting all these shirts ready and put together for like direct to garment. So now we can do all different sizes and, uh, Oh my God, the Terps got me so good. We can do like larger all the way to like really small sizes and stuff like that. It's basically offering more for, uh, you guys that want to support us because we always, we always sell the shirts out. And then there's a lot of people like, Oh, like I would have bought one, but you didn't have this size or this size. And I'm like, man, we need to have this set up so people can just go on there and put exactly what size they want in and get the shirt they want to get. So my wife's been working on this for months with a local company. We finally put the first few shirts out. We're about to put long sleeves up. We're going to re-release our older shirts. I thought I had one on. I do not. Um, but yeah, a lot going on. So check out bmsglass.com. Sign up for the newsletter. Have to say that, folks. Um, but I appreciate all you guys that support the podcast. Hang out with me each week. And uh, thank you to my producer, Aja, always taking care of us. And this is... Um, you know, we all put a lot of love into this. So appreciate you guys and support it. This is the What's a Very Party Podcast, episode 44. You guys have an awesome rest of your day.